All right, welcome to Deathmatch News Radio, episode number 23. It is Friday, February 15th, in the great year of 2019. This is our first ever live stream of the show, and this is kind of fun because hopefully we'll have um, some interaction from you guys. If you guys want to chime in with anything, let us know. Um, in the future, we should do these in the more or in the evening in America. I know it's the morning, but um, I'm doing a, a oral surgery in about 12 hours. So this was the best time that we could do it. Um, so okay, so Mike, um, I don't have a whole lot to, to talk about. Um, I was in Japan uh, for the week when you and Joel were doing your show. Now. Um, I don't know. Uh, the only thing I can think of to talk about is just kind of my trip. I did go to that Freedom Show, so should I just bust into that? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm keep welcoming people here. They're uh, giving us shout outs now. So. I'm oh, are they? Doing that fast. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, now I, I, see I said here, say hello. Oh, okay, but yeah. There's dysfunction. Stuff. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're gonna. Ha- yeah, we're gonna have Dis on the show real shortly, probably next within the next week. We'll have um, Dysfunction on to talk about the upcoming ICW show. Um, but okay, so um, I'll go over it real quick. So yeah, I um, so after that Sakuda tag match from January thirtieth, um, I was like, you know, they announced Kasai versus Sakuda, and I was like, I've got to go to this uh, fucking show. So. Booked the plane ticket, spent way too much money, went to went to Tokyo, and went to the uh, February tenth Freedom Show at Shinkiba. Now, um, it's it, it's it's really rare for Jun Kasai to do a singles title death match. You know what, Mike? Let me go back. We're all off base because of trying to get this live stream stream right. Um, we got to get our plugs out of the way, right, Mike? Absolutely. All right, I'm going to let, let you go first. Mike, uh, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, about a foot of snow and 10 below zero. But besides that, um, good morning, people. It's nice to be on this little live stream here. I see everybody commenting and whatnot. Uh, I see that Bucky has to be at the airport at 3 a.m. tomorrow to go to GCW. Good for um, you, can, you can catch me at the Deathmatch Cult. Um, obviously, uh, I just recently started a new page. Um, it's called Hail the Metal Cult. Um, it's kind of like my love project to go along with the 420, uh, 420, uh, metal head wrestling podcast with my new host, uh, Soak, Mr. Leon. Uh, we did a big show last week, about three and a half hours, but, uh, got a lot of good feedback and he's a, he's a wizard at producing stuff. So we had a lot of fun on that show. We got some people coming on soon, like Slack and uh, working on uh, some other wrestlers and some other band people coming on. So that's my big project right now. Obviously I always got a deathmatch cult, combat cult, uh, strong style cult. I'm excited this Monday. We'll be doing a GCW recap of Mr. Bucky on the road stories and a very special guest, Andy Lawler. So that's, uh, that's what I got going on. You can always catch me on uh, Twitter, Will Michaels uh, at the Deathmatch Cult. Uh, what do you got going on, Stephen, besides your Japanese trip? Um, well, uh, so let's see. Me and Shaheen, we've been redesigning the THT, or I'm, I'm sorry, the, uh, the Nuclear Heat Graphics website. We're trying to um, expand that with stuff, so we're starting to do some blog posts. Um, I do have a little bit of an announcement to make. Um, I am officially, and I'll get into why it's official, I'm officially no longer doing the Deathmatch newsletter, okay? Um, what happened was this. Um, you know, I just start, you know, just to let people in a little bit, 
um, I just started a teaching certificate program, and this is going to be 10 to 20 hours a week. It's going to be a lot of writing, a lot of journaling. I have a lot of videos to watch. I have to do a lot of different um, uh, video conferencing. I have to do three of those a week. And so I've been telling myself as I, pro, as I was getting ready to start this teaching license that I'm like, you know, this newsletter is just really probably going to have to go. But I said, maybe I can still get through it and just maybe do a smaller version of it. And what happened was um, I wrote about half of it this week. And this morning I went up to go and uh, fix it up. And my computer, which is incredibly old, reset out of nowhere. I lost all of my work, a good three hours of writing, and and I lost all of the material. So I have a, a document that has the results and like my my bare bones notes that I used to turn into larger pieces, and that was all gone. So honestly, I just don't fucking care. I'm sorry. I like doing this podcast. I really like doing the newsletter, but I can only do one. And I'm gonna keep, and I would much rather keep doing this podcast. So uh, the Deathmatch newsletter, uh, I made forty or I made um, eighty-two um, issues. I think it was. I uh, did it for over eighteen months. Had a really good time with it, but I'm afraid it's just dead and gone. So that's just how it goes. But uh, in other news, me and Shaheen, we have uh, we're starting to to uh, beef up the nuclear heat graphics. Uh, website store so check that out show support to him obviously Shaheen he did a bunch of art for the GCW uh, they said it couldn't be done show um, a lot of great pieces and stuff um, GCW is pumping out some awesome stuff for that show and we're going to talk about that because I got a little bit of news about the show to talk about as well um, but that's about all that's going on there um, yeah that's about all I got you can find me online INTL Wrestling Definitely check out the Wrestling Bubble. That's my other show where I talk to me, you know, me and my friend Adam talk about. We kind of just bitch about fans. We talk a lot of AEW, New Japan, WWE stuff like that. We talk a lot of lucha because my friend he uh, he watches a lot of lucha. But that's about all I got going on as far as my plugs. Um, always check out the Wrestling Cult uh, Facebook page. And that's what it. Sorry if we're a little off base here, guys, but I'm just kind of excited that the stream is actually working, you know? So, um, so okay. So, with that said, um, I'll bust into it. So, uh, I went to, to, to Japan to see the Sakuda versus Kasai uh, main event deathmatch. Now, like I said, it's really rare that Jun Kasai does a main event deathmatch in Shinkiba. It's a very small building, it holds a maximum of, of 400. Um, my, now to save money, if you fly straight from where I am in China to straight to, straight to Tokyo, it's like a 90 minute flight, but the way I did it, it was a 12 hour journey because I had a connection through, uh, South Korea. It was awful, man. I left at 11 PM and I landed at, uh, 9 AM. It was just awful, but I got there. Um, the one thing I want to say now, before I get into it, Mike, um, what do you want to say about this other guy, Toshiyuki Sakuda? Um, I think he's, a he's definitely, a, an up and comer. Um, he's does some sick shit in the ring. You know, he's using gigantic spikes. He gets the shit beat out of him in a lot of matches. Obviously he's been a, a third partner to, uh, Takanahashi and uh, Yuki and the Chimoto brothers. Um, 
you know, I think he's very underrated. I think he has potential to become a bigger star. Um, and, you know, because he's willing to do these crazy things. And I think he's kind of the spark that some of these promotions need. I mean, they need developed stars. We've said that for a while. I think they're both in a lot of trouble um, developmental-wise. You know, I know he's kind of a smaller guy, but I think, you know, Japanese people like that fighting spirit. And, I mean, Hanuma wasn't necessarily a big guy either. You know, and he did a lot of amazing stuff. So I'm kind of excited to see uh, kind of what kind of nuts and crazy shit uh Sakura is going to bring to the uh, to the ring, and hopefully we'll see him in the United United States soon. Yeah. Now, um, I've talked about it be before. Um, he's been requesting from Big Japan to do Freedom shows for quite a while. He was actually on the 2017 Bloody Christmas show, and then and and he was supposed to start start doing some tours, and they and and Big Japan pulled him. Um, so basically, what's going on is he like, and this is a, a shoot. You know, it's not a storyline. He wants to do, like, he, you know, everybody wants to be as big a star as they can possibly be. And he just basically feels like Big Japan, he can't do it there. He's too small, there's other guys in line, you know, it's just the way things go there, and there's just not much you can really do about it. So his idea was, look, I'm going to go to Freedoms, and I'm going to try to do it there. Now, for a lot of reasons, the wrestlers that I was able to talk to, Takeda, Fukumoto, Kasai, they all basically told me, they're like, man, that dude's going to be something. Keep your eyes out. That dude's going to be something. He's got the ambition and the drive, and just keep your eyes out. He He's going to be it, man. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot from him this year, and I mean a lot from him. So um, definitely keep your eyes out. So uh, Kasai, um, apparently Kasai picked him. He did not, you know, he did not go to Freedoms and ask for it. Freedoms asked him. They said, look, do you want to do this match? Now, obviously, on January 30th, they brutalized him, spikes through the cheeks. Um, they used a straight razor, sliced his forehead open so bad he needed stitches, you know, some real nasty shit. And so um, going into this match, nobody thought he was going to win. But I want to go over the, not the whole, the whole card, but... I've been to four Freedom Shinkiba shows, and this show was packed. This is a building that holds standing room only 400 people, and they announced an attendance of like 385. I mean, this and keep in mind, Japanese companies will usually under-report attendance just to keep a little bit away from the tax man. If that you know, we all know how that works. So, um, uh, so this was a jam-packed show. I mean, this was standing room only. Every seat filled, awesome crowd, right? But the one thing about it was, and I noticed it immediately, like immediately, nobody gave a crap about any match. The The crowd almost sucked. This was a crowd, it was the first time I've ever seen this in Japan, where they weren't clapping, they weren't cheering, they weren't booing, they weren't doing anything. All they wanted to see was that fucking main. That's all they wanted to see. And even during um, intermission, when they came back from intermission, a lot of people just stayed outside smoking cigarettes, drinking beers. Because they're like, we, you know, we're not going to go in to watch Dragon Libre versus some guy for no reason. I mean, this, this was a crowd that all they wanted to see was the main. If that, you know, makes sense. So, um... So uh, the show overall, it was cool. The big surprise was was uh, 
Mad Dog, he made a surprise return. Um, I actually ran into his wife, Vixen. She was in, in the crowd, and I was like, hey, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, well, Andy's here, and blah, blah. I'm like, he is? And she goes, oh, well, I'm not supposed to say that. I'm like, okay. So um, he was a surprise during a six-man brawl. But the other thing about the show was all of the matches were kept really, really short. I don't think any match went over, like, nine minutes. And some of them were, like, six minutes. Because the main event, I mean, they went all out. Um, so just to get to the main event, I don't think this is seen video yet. But they had light tubes on the ropes, oh. light tubes in the corners. I'm sorry, Mike? No, it hasn't. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even think that... Before, yeah. yeah, it's going to air on Nico Nico, I think, March 3rd, I think is what I saw. So March 3rd, I think we'll see it then. So they had... Light tubes on the ropes, light tubes in the corners, you know, boxes of bundles and stuff. And um, it, it was basically just a one-on-one -on -one version of the tag match they had the previous month. But um, Sakuda just killed himself. They did the double spikes through the cheeks. They had that circular saw board. But, with, but in this case, they had it where they had, like, light tubes between the saws. This is a weapon that there's no way to use this, <laughs> you know? It's just ridiculous that they even made it. But they made it, so they use it. Um, they, uh, Kasai did the thing where he puts the guy on his shoulders and then drops him flat, and Sakuda landed, like, his head in the middle and his arms smashed the light tubes between the saw, the saw, saw blades. But even so, I mean, this is just so dangerous, it's ridiculous, you know? Um... They did a spot that was really funny where Kasai did the thing where he puts the light tubes on the top rope and he gets the guy in the electric chair and he threw him on the light tubes and they didn't break. And the whole crowd in uh, Japanese, they all start chanting, you know, one more time. I don't know how they, they, they say it, but it was obvious what they were doing. He's like, one more time, one more time. And he smashed the light tubes. I mean, they brutalized him. Sakuda got in a lot of offense. He hit a, a 450 that Kasai blocked with his knees and the light tubes. Um, uh, and uh, there was one spot that was really scary that freaked me out. And it was right in front of me through from my vantage point where uh, uh, Sakuda gave Kasai uh, uh, you know, that driver move that he does. And it looked like he dropped him and drilled him right on top of his skull. I f shit my pants. I was like, oh my god. But Kasai was okay. I mean, he, he got up. I mean, and this was like seven minutes into a 20-something you know, a, a minute match. Um, uh, what else? Uh, the end of the match. Um, at the end of the match, Kasai's belt broke. And I saw this really early. His belt just broke. I mean, we've all broken a belt before. You just bend over wrong and it snaps, you know. And that's why his pants started falling down. And in the middle of the match... Huh? Oh, sorry. Oh, it's My okay. Bad. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, um, his, so during the match, his pants were falling down. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm watching his pants just falling down. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. And um, But they, they got through the end of the match. But obviously... At, at the end, he started to cut his promo, but he's holding his pants up the whole time, and he's trying to walk around, and eventually he just let his pants fall down, like, whatever, you know? Um, Kasai basically put him over big, said he's the future of the, the sport, said, um, he said, I want another match with you, but not until you are the BJ, the BJJW champion. 
So I don't know if there's a storyline in there or if he was just saying it, but he said, I do want another match uh, with you, but you have to go and you have to um, win the big Japan title, if that makes sense, right? Um, can people still hear us or are we, uh, are we gone? I'm still here. Okay, can other people hear us? I'm not sure. Someone said a minute ago they couldn't, so I don't know. Hmm. When you see what they have to say, I just asked them the, uh... Okay. Let's see here. Well, anyway, that's the event, basically, in a nutshell. Um, Sakuda, everyone's putting this dude over. Uh, Takeda told me straight up, he's like, that's the guy. You know, he's the guy for both companies. Um, keep your eye on him. He's going to be growing, you know, and um, I know there's interest in him to bring him other places already. You know, and this is his breakout. He's no longer just doing the six-man garbage bullshit tags. So he's finally got, you know, I mean, this is without, I mean, this is his, his biggest match ever, no doubt about it. So, uh, that's basically my event report. Uh, Mike, is there anything else that you want to add or anything else? I uh, know, like I said, I haven't seen the show yet. So, uh, I look forward to seeing it when it comes out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was awesome. And then, um, a couple notes I just want to go over. So I did go to a, a Masashi Takeda fan event. And if anybody has any questions, Mike's playing the show for us. If anybody has any questions or they want to add anything in the chat, go ahead. I mean, we're trying this whole chat thing out, but, um, you know, I went to the Takeda fan fest. Um, it was, it was literally me and three people. So we were just hanging out in the bar one thing I want to say straight up, Takeda loves GCW. I mean, he was talking about GCW all night, and it it it, it was really funny that if if there was ever this little lull, if there was ever like eight seconds where where like nobody's saying anything, he would just start going GCW, GCW. It was fucking hilarious. Um, you know, I brought over more of those sample discs. People were gobbling those up. People are dying for Volume 2. They're dying to see GCW talent overseas. Um, how many fans are there? I don't know. I'm sure there's enough. Um, well, I'll just shut up there. But <laughs> that's about all that's really going on over there. And uh, overall, the trip was great. There was one night I left the bar too late and missed the last uh, train. And I walked about, I didn't want to pay 50-something bucks for a taxi, so I walked four and a half uh, kilometers, about two and a half miles in the winter in Tokyo uh, just to save 50 bucks on a taxi. <laughs> so there's that. But um, th that's basically my Japanese trip. I also went to an Asuka Pro show. I missed the Onita show because I just didn't fucking know it was going on. I didn't even know. I literally just didn't know, but I saw clips from it. I mean, Onita gave one of the wrestlers a pile driver off a table. He fell on his ass. You know, for all the talk about Onita being old and needing surgery and he can't walk, when he's in the ring, he puts it all on the line. But, um, so yeah, Mike, uh, word on the street is Onita needs surgery. And the word is when he comes in for uh, this appearance for GCW in April, he's not wrestling. Like, he, he's not going to be able to walk is the word. So, uh, Mike, if you have any comments or anything, go ahead. I've been talking for a while. Oh, shit. Did we lose Mike? 
No, no, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 can you hear me? Yep. I'm sorry. I had a real quick life matter. I'm, I'm good now, though. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just had something come up for just a second. So I had to step away for two seconds. Uh, no, no, I know you're talking about your Japanese trip. I can hear you. And no, I don't have a, sounds like you had a good time. When you're going back to Japan. So, um, People have been asking me, uh, so I'm going to Japan on March 31st. There's a Freedoms Kurokin Hall show. And then I'm going to go to the WrestleMania festivities. Um, you know, I've been kind of like friended uh, passes to all of the, uh, the GCW shows. So you'll see me at, um, you know, you'll see me at the Joey Janela shows, the Bloodsport shows. I'm going to be going to Black Craft Pro with Shaheen. I'm going to be running merchandise tables with him probably. Um, just hanging out. So anybody who's coming in for Mania, you'll 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 see me. There's a good chance we're gonna do a, a live podcast. Uh, Mike, I don't know if you can make it down from Syracuse, but if so, you know you're invited to all of the drunken festivities. But uh, I know that you got a lot going on. So yeah, I don't I don't think I'll quite be uh, uh, mobile yet. I was originally thinking about it seriously before uh, the accident and everything. And I appreciate the uh, the. Uh, in Versailles, but uh, I don't think I'll be quite mobile enough yet. Cool. Um, so um, a couple shout-outs I just got to give. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. No, it sucks because it's uh, an amazing uh, lineup this year of indie wrestling, probably the best ever. It's just insane. All the uh, wrestlers are going to be in New York City area. Just amazing. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, this is like the peak of this whole indie takeover of mania that we've been seeing these past couple of years oh yeah i mean indie wrestling is definitely changing and stepping up i mean you know not to get off of the death messed up but you had roh style at msg i mean AEW guys just sold almost twenty thousand tickets in four minutes um mcmahon's gonna have to listen we're gonna have to see some changes um he's gonna have some competition um you know and now you got the shit where the undertaker is uh gonna be at the star cast and you know, he's teasing stuff. Imagine if The Undertaker showed up on AEW TV. Yeah. That, that'd be a big bump. I wouldn't bet on that, but it's weirder stuff working. But, uh, yeah. I wouldn't either, but he's going to be at their StarCast, which I can't imagine Vince is too happy about. Yeah, but he's, he's a free agent, man. You can't do anything about that. Um, That's the first time he's been free, though, in, in 25 years. Yeah. Did you see the fee that he's getting, too? Uh, twenty-five grand. Yeah. Um, I actually got a yeah. I actually got a note from someone that said that uh, that's a steal. That they're still gonna make money on that. Well, yeah, probably. That's that's a pretty good fee. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so and then I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, so I'm gonna be going back to Japan on March thirty-first. We're we're doing a lot of merchandise exchange. You know, I'm I'm just kind of the guy in the middle, but it is very exciting to be part of that merchandise exchange and trying to build the fan base and generate the interest in GCW uh, over there. And there is some. I was uh, so we were watching the DVD on the 11th. This was at a bar event that wasn't anything big. It was just uh, this uh, some Joshi wrestler that I'll be honest. I don't really know who she was, but I just saw she was bartending so I went in and I had the DVD and she's like oh death matches let me put this on and she puts it on and there's this older couple and their favorite wrestlers they're talking about Tenryu and stuff you know and um they you know they put on this DVD and it's like Gage versus fucking Cyclope and stuff 
And the guy is watching like, oh, man, look at these crazy guys. This is cool. And the woman is just covering her eyes and can't take it, you know? Yeah, just freaking out, man. It was funny. Um, And then at Oscar Pro, I was handing out some of the DVDs that I had left. And people were like, oh, GCW. Because I've said it on some other show, I think THT, but I I don't think I've ever really explained this here. But I, I, I want to be really blunt. And sorry if I'm yakking so much. So kind of cut okay. me off if, if, if but um, the one thing about Japan that people don't really get is that I, I've got some Japanese friends that I'll you know toss them a, a live stream or I'll toss them uh, download a torrent or something like hey if you want to see the show check this out and they reply back oh this isn't legal this isn't from the actual company well no it's a bootleg but I want you to see it oh but I I, I don't want to steal it. Like you were never gonna buy it in the first place. I just want you, I just want to preview the show for you. Yeah, but I just can't. No, it, it, it's not right to view an illegal stream. The Japanese are very official like this, so that's kind of where this whole genesis of doing this DVD exchange came from. Because I'm like, look, unless you put this footage in, and 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 even now, I have my buddy Taka, who he runs the Freebird store. He's like the official um, DVD distributor for SmartMark Video in Japan. And he does the, right. you know, and he will usually go to the shows with me. And he has to explain to them, this is a legitimate DVD from the actual company that they're giving you as a gift. Because people are like, well, we don't want a bootleg. If there's a bootleg, we don't want it. You know, they're very right. official like that. That's awesome. Very different than all cult- our culture over here. Oh, big time. <laughs> Yeah, I was telling someone, when I go to a show, I have my backpack. I shouldn't say this. Don't ever, guys, don't steal from me. But I have my backpack that'll have, like, <laughs> shirts I buy or it has, like, my chargers or my Wi-Fi box or, or whatever. And I put it on, on my chair inside the arena. Then I leave and I go to the store and buy beers and I go to the halls and hang out with friends and stuff. <laughs> and nobody's going to touch your bag. And my fr- and my buddy is like, oh, you couldn't do that in Jersey. I'm like, yeah, because in Japan they don't have crackheads, you know. <laughs> so, right. That's anyway. impressive. Yeah, I know they're very, uh, very uh, hardcore on and drug use and you know any charge you get in a lot of trouble for. It's definitely frowned upon. I mean, Paul McCartney is still banned from the country because he got caught with like three Correct. grams like 30 years ago. Sure. I'm amazed that so many of the wrestlers that over there have made it through there and still the Sabus and Rob Van Dams of the world. <laughs> I mean, you know, a, a Necro talked real openly. He's like, look, when I went to Japan, I just knew I'm not smoking. Plain and simple. They got beer oh, yeah. all day, but I'm just not smoking during that little three weeks or whatever it is. Yeah, Pondos talked about it too. And, you know, the time J.C. Bale went over, how he had to clean up. And, yeah, he's talked about it. So, yeah, it's big charges over there. You know, and the worst thing in the world, you would want to be in a foreign prison. And 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 then the last thing you want to do is get deported, and then boom, it's over. You're then every sure. dream you ever had of wrestling over there is over with. You know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what else? And look um, what happened to Arashi with all Japan when he got caught with that weed years ago. It pretty much ended his career. And even uh, Matt Seidel. You know, he right. he had a THC yep. vape packet, and they, he was right. in jail for like a week or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Ended his time in Japan, and you know, Narashi was the great Muto's technique partner for a while. 
in all Japan. That ended his. You'd hardly seen him after that at all. Yeah. So, um, uh, one more note I want to get into, and I don't want to get anyone's hopes up or anything. This is just shit that I heard. Um, but, uh, so, uh, my buddy Taka, he runs the, like I said, the Freebird store. He also does a blog where he does, every month he picks a different American wrestler to do a, uh, profile on. And he did a profile on Josh Crane, okay? And, um, all I'm gonna say is, this was the most shared post he's ever done in his life. And it was focusing on Josh Crane's background, which, which most people know, you know, he comes from a drug-addled household, a broken home, and such, and he's adopted his his uh, sisters, and all of that type of stuff. So the Japanese are very much into that type of a story of like overcoming and fulfilling dreams and stuff. And there is a push, you know. And the whole idea of the article was that he wants to wrestle in Big Japan one day. Well, like that's his dream. And right. I had fans come and. Okay, we'll say 20 people, but that's still 20 people coming up to me saying, when is Josh, you know, when is Crane coming? When is Josh coming? I got to meet Josh Crane. What an inspiring, awesome, cool, nice guy. Um, they're showing, you know, and they pull out, you know, they pull up their phones. They bring up the article. They show, I, I want to meet this guy. And they've been calling the BJW office. Apparently the BJW office asked a couple questions uh, to certain people. Awesome. And um, before awesome. the end of the year, I wouldn't be shocked. Now, I you know, I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. If anybody's listening to this, I know that Josh listens. Josh, if you are listening, get in shape. Keep it up. I'm a chunky dude, too. We can all lose 30 pounds just by giving up a pizza. You know what I mean? You can lose that gut, man. Get in shape. Keep on kicking ass and do what needs to be done. But you're closer than you've been. So keep it up, Josh Crane. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too, is, like, Josh is very underrated. Him and Dale Patrick's are so underrated. I don't I don't understand why they're not in, like, even in GCW. Uh, Dale is amazing. Josh is amazing. I've interviewed them both before. Um, I've had a great time talking with them. And if you go back and look at their match, you know, these guys have had great matches with Masada, with Matt Trema, you know, with Danny Havoc. You know, they've had great matches with all the John Wayne Murdoch and Josh and Dale have all had great matches. Um, they've had great matches with all the top performers. And it amazes me that uh, they're not, you know, looked upon higher in their status. Because, I mean, Dale and John, and John Wayne Murdoch, ridiculous gusset plate match, IWA. Oh, great yeah. match in VOW. Same way with Josh Crane and John Wayne Murdoch in VOW. Um, you know, even in the Carnage Cup, Dale and Josh, you know, the finals, even with the ridiculous on light tubes, they, they had a great match. They always, you know, match up against each other. Uh, they've all had great matches with Trema. Um, you know, these guys should, you know, great matches with Masada. It's not like they're guys who haven't wrestled the top league of, uh, you know, of the tier of deathmatch wrestlers. You know, Josh has won the uh, Carnage Cup, made it to the finals of the Mid-South King of the Death Matches against Tremont. Dale won the Prince of Death Matches. He won the VOW, Lords of Anarchy. These are established guys. Yeah. You know, I wish them both the best. I'd love to see the Young Dragons compete more in GCW in Big Japan, you know, all over. Um, you know, I, I really think that uh, they're kind of the forgotten guys. I don't know the politics of the world, but I don't really see them. Put on, I thought the best tournament death match just last year was Mance Warner, Josh Crane, and Dale Patrick's. Crazy six spots, all kinds of shit. Um, I don't, I don't know. I thought the greatest 
deathmatch tag team match I've ever seen was the Rejects, Lamazios, and the Young Dragons in IWA at that one Guardian show. That, to me, still is the greatest deathmatch tag team match I've ever seen. It was absolutely ridiculous from beginning to end uh, with six great competitors. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think, is there any other notes from Japan I wanted to go over? Um, I'm just trying to think real quick. Um, let's see, the next time, so the, so as I, I've said a few times, there is, um, I'm going to be hosting a big tour. I'm going to, you know, I'm calling it a tour. I'm going to call it the Ultimate Deathmatch Tour. But it's going to be in uh, late August. Uh, BJW has a Kurokin Hall show on the 24th. Uh, Freedoms has the Tokyo Deathmatch Carnival at, Kuro, at Kurokin Hall on the 28th. Um, in like, you know, within a month, I'm going to announce a lot of stuff. I think people are going to be very blown away by the stuff that's going on. And if you have ever wanted to go to Japan, start saving money now. Cause come August, this is going to be a really fun tour with a lot of support from, uh, you're going to like this man. So that's going to be my next big trip to Japan. It's going to be in, in August. Like I said, I'm going March 31st, but that's just for one show on my way to America to write to, uh, to WrestleMania. But um, that's now, all I got. Quick question. Yeah. Quick question. What kind of price range would people need to save up for if they're going to go on your tour? Okay, that's a really that like that's a super good question. Obviously. Okay, so here's basically the prices that we're going to talk about, and and we'll go over this again. Like I'll go over this a whole bunch of times. Your plane flight, if you're coming from America, um, uh, round trip, you're looking at like twelve hundred dollars, and that's coming from a major hub. Like that's not like Memphis. That's coming from like New York, Chicago, L.A. If you're coming from a smaller one, you gotta throw on another two, another two or three, three hundred. So, say twelve to fifteen hundred bucks for the plane ticket. Okay. Um, as far as where to stay, a lot of people stay in like the Tokyo Dome hotel and stuff. Japan has notoriously expensive hotels. Okay. Um, I don't do that. Okay. There, you can go into Facebook uh, apartment room swaps. There is one that I use that's uh, about 25 minutes by subway from the Kur the Kurokin Hall area um, that runs me about $35 per night, and it's a full room with my own fridge, a closet, locked doors, all of that stuff, but it's just in someone's house. But this one that I use, they have probably 12 rooms, but that's about $35 per night. So if you do want to go the budget route... Um, I mean, this is shared shower, shared bathroom, shared kitchen, but you do have your own bedroom, locked door, your own fridge, but everything else is shared, but it's only 35 US dollars per night. Um, you know, and I'll have links to all of that. If you want to stay in a fancy hotel, you're looking at minimum $110 per night. That's not how I roll. It's just not how, guys, I go to... Cambodia, and I stay in these $3 bunk bed hostels with 30 people in one room, mixed gender, two bathrooms, you know? God bless you. Like, that's so some how... Some people might want to go the hotel route. Some people may want to, some people may not. If you if you got the cash, go for it, man. Um, you know, and then, um, so that's, you know, that's the price for staying. People go to the capsule hotels. Those are like 60 bucks, and I just don't think it's worth it. I, I think it's just a fad, but that's my opinion. Um... Food, well, okay, Subway, every Subway trip is going to run you $3 average. You're looking at, say, six Subway trips a day, 20 bucks a day for the Subway. Um, and then for food, if you go to Ribera Steakhouse, a full set of, like, steak and fries is going to be about, like, 25 bucks, $4 per beer. A night out at the bar, 
Like when I go to those Takeda fan events, yeah, my bar bill is about sixty bucks. Um, every- I gotta say something about Rivera real quick. Yeah. You did that video with Tony. Yeah. Uh, you know, chainsaws and beer. And for years, I've heard of the Rivera Steakhouse. I was always thinking this big, gigantic, fancy steakhouse. That's not what it is. It seats maybe twenty people, maybe. It looks like they have picnic tables for tables. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. It's not in my mind, but I, I figured, you know, everybody in suits, like the Yakuza running it, and some fancy, like, <laughs> not what I was thinking. <laughs> nah, um, real quick, Juan Rivera asked, can I, will the room let you bring girls in there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's your room, buddy. That's a good question, Juan. That is a very good, good question. question. Uh, um, no, so, the, and that's the other thing about Japan that you got to keep in mind. Let's say that we have a group of 10 of us. Finding places is going to be hard because most of Japan is meant for, like, pretty small... I mean, even the uh, the Mr. Danger Steakhouse, that's got two rooms, and you can still fit a max of maybe 30 people across, like, six tables in there. I mean, it's not big. Like, places in Japan are really small. Bars bars are meant to seat, like, maybe 15 people, you know? Is Mitsunaga um, there often, too? Do you yeah. see him all the time there? Yes, he's there. Like so, when I'm setting up the the tour, I'm gonna organize it. Like we're gonna be going to Ribera Steakhouse. Uh, we're gonna be going to the Mister Danger's Steakhouse. And when we go, I'm going to arrange it so to make sure that these guys are there. You know. So yeah. Um. But I right. think that uh, the Mister Danger Steakhouse is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, and I'm pretty sure because there's two of them, so you got to go to the right one. But if you go to the right I'll one, come, uh... he's there. How come we've never seen a Metsunaga comeback, like a one-off or anything? Um, everyone's different. Um, when I met him, he seemed to be think, in pretty good shape. Do you think shape. we will? Do you think we will? Do you think they could entice him to? Because he's, he's, you know, he might not be Onita, but amongst the hardcore fans, he's a big name. You know, I Danger it up. Man, especially I, amongst the wrestlers. I the wrestlers, he's like a. What's that? I brought it up to certain guys, I was, you know, to two different uh, yeah. people. I was like, hey, why, why don't you bring in Mr. Danger? And I got back, like, a lukewarm, you yeah. know, just nothing, you know. Um, I think amongst the workers, he's probably – more workers would choose him over Anita. Fans know, but worker-wise, I mean, he's a big – he's got a big following. And I agree that you can bring him in, swing a bat, eat, eat some scorpions, and sign some autographs. Yeah, I, I enjoyed his work. I uh, I was watching a match with him in Zangli the other night, and I enjoyed him in uh, fucking Pogo setting his head on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I always enjoyed I always enjoyed Metsunaga. You know, I always think of the uh, the bump, uh, you know, with him soaking the young Kamakawa into that barbed wire net. Yeah. Of that scaffold match they had. They did some crazy shit in those early years of Big Japan. I, I go back to that uh, every once in a while and really enjoy it. I mean, it's it's obviously now we kind of laugh at it, but it's enjoyable the shit they did. They kind of, you know, remember the uh, goofy thumbtack balloon match with Axel Rotten? Oh, of course. I had all yeah, of those matches, those matches on VHS. Just, absolutely. Uh, very enjoyable. I used well, to love to get those fucking tapes, the best of Big Japan. I'd be like, yes, you want to run home and watch it right away. I mean, you know, you to mentioned you were like, oh, we all... Did. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned we all kind of, kind of, kind of giggle about it now, but they were trying something different, and you know what we got out of it? Light tubes. You know, like the first ever fucking light tube death match was one of those big Japan off the wall chandelier death matches. 
What's a chandelier yeah. death match? Well, we'll put some light tubes in the corner. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's there uh, the English Shadows and Hanuma, wasn't it, where they pulled the light tube out of the socket? Yeah, but that was... In Crooked Hall and... That was way later. Actually, it was in Sapporo, yeah. but um, that was way later in 98. They first did the Chandelier Deathmatch in, like, March Oh, no, I know the Chandeliers was earlier. Yeah. Oh, no, I remember the Chandelier. Because Kendo Nagasaki, I think, was in that match, wasn't he? Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, these... You remember the space heaters they did, too? Yeah. They had those big-ass <laughs> space heaters. And bug zappers. Yeah, they just... Yeah, bug zappers. They did some wild shit. The, the uh, grocery store Deathmatch, which I still find very strange, but... <laughs> The fact that Nagasaki shaved everybody after the match. Mm-hmm. That was very bizarre. Even like IWA with that fucking uh, bathhouse match. Yeah. Bunch of naked Japanese girls running around, which I support. But there's so much gold in those matches. You know, the crazy, like the, the wing, Big Japan crisis, or I said porn, Big Japan born crisis match that had like all that crazy shit in it, you know. Metsunaga and that ridiculous little alligator. Yeah, I mean, they were trying anything they that that they could, you know. And, hey, hey the company yeah, the piran- was built on that shit. Oh, yeah, the piranhas. I love that shit. That's gold. Yeah. You know? I, people still freak out when I show them that piranha match, too. Even though it's pretty whack, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Nowadays, they throw you through the tank and probably shove the dead piranhas down your throat. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh! You get a power bomb into the tank on the piranha. Yeah. Um, if somebody's just got an idea. They're writing it down. Somewhere <laughs> in Tennessee, they're writing it down. Well, speaking of Tennessee, um, I saw Tennessee. a train wreck announcement that I kind of wanted to say really quickly. Um, I saw JC, and I, I, I don't think you and Joel mentioned this specifically, but I just want to say it's really quick. You know, since we're, I'm just. There's not a lot to talk about, guys, so I'm just reaching for news. But J.C. Ron announced on March 15th, Trainwreck is going to have a March Madness show. It's going to have uh, yeah. Cody Rice and Dale Patrick's in a match with but, uh, buttons, lamps, and chairs. The lamps and chairs. I think J.C.'s in that match, too, right? Um, it didn't say three-way? in my... I don't know if it's a three-way. I'm not sure. Oh, yep, yep. Yes, I think he will. it is. Yeah. Yep, it's a three-way. Yeah. So... I've never seen buttons used in a match before, and it sounds gross. They're changing the game. Yeah. I uh, watched part of their first show, and, you know, the the match that uh, Eric Wayne had was a pretty good brawl. They had a no-ring death match. So I'm kind of excited, you know. And if you're listening, hey, call people. Go like their goddamn page. I keep telling people, I want to see the first four competitors. Yeah. They just need like 100 more likes. Yeah. So everyone they're on stuck podcast, at like everyone eight, on their cult, 880. Eight, like 87, some shit. Go there right now. Take two seconds and like it. Then we can see what they got going on. You know, I, I like JC. I support him. He's breaking away. I hope they do something cool with this tournament. I'm all for more death matches. Um, you know, I hope they do some cool stuff. Obviously, he knows everyone too, so that should help him out. Um, in a way, <laughs> yeah. you know, but uh, maybe, you know, you know, there could, he could have a worse last name than Rotten. It could be Brennan. <laughs> so there's always a sunny side up. <laughs> I see dysfunctions on here, so he'll probably be, he's going to come on in a few weeks. Uh, he likes to talk about our, our friend Kevin Brennan. So, uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be laid up with this, te- you know, they're, they're yanking teeth. So I, I might be laid up for a couple days so that might be a good time but um 
I want to do a couple more news bits, and then we're going to talk CZW, and then we're going to be out of here. I want to say JL the Jobber, a longtime supporter of the show on Patreon, he welcomed his first son. Uh, you know, his uh, his lady gave birth, so he's now a father. So congratulations to JL the Jobber, longtime supporter of the show. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Really cool. Um, also, Congrats. Yeah. And then uh, also in the chat, Joseph Conicello. Longtime supporter of the show, Patreon subscriber. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for supporting. Um, sorry I don't have all my notes, guys. We threw this together really last minute. But one more Japanese note, and then we'll talk CZW. B, uh, BJW Core relaunched. Um, I haven't subscribed yet because I've just been busy. But with the surgery, I'm probably going to be watching some wrestling in my bed for the next couple of days. But... Um, BJW Core, they relaunched. You can now access it using the Amazon Fire Stick, which I don't use. I don't own a Fire Stick, but a lot of people, you know, it's pretty popular. So if that's ever been a thing of like, well, I don't want to watch BJW Core on my phone, now you can watch it on your television with the Fire Stick. It's like eight dollars a month, and it's pretty good service. Uh, we'll do a full review of it maybe in like a week or two, but I did want to say that. Um, before we go on to CZW, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, Mike? Uh, no, obviously we got the, uh, a couple of things coming up. Uh, we talked about a lot, but we do have the, uh, Blood Brothers show. It's also going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, in California, I always like to give them a shout out to my friends, Kyle and Sage. Um, look, uh, to me, it looks like a really awesome show. Uh, Neil Diamond Cutter and Matt Tremont, uh, Shane Mercer and Aiden Blackheart. In a gusset plate and light tube matchup, uh, Slack and BC Killer in a uh, Four Corners of Pain match. I know Homeless Jimmy is on the card. Uh, Supreme, there's an announcement with Supreme, so I don't know if Supreme's going to be coming out and doing another match eventually or, or whatnot, but it's always good to see him on the card. Um, I know I'm missing uh, Peter B. Beautiful and Saniac and Guido are going to be in a death match. So it'll probably be some kind of fucked up shit because those guys are all known for doing some kind of fucked up shit. I know Rob Marsh just had a wild-looking match with Peter B. Beautiful from uh, Horror Slam. Uh, I just like to say to my friends in Horror Slam, um, I always try to get your results and support you, but you make it like a act of God. Um, I'm one step from, from having to send blood, semen, and hair to get the results. Um, I feel like when I reach out to these people, they interrogate me like I'm some kind of foreign government trying to sneak in and, and find out Horror Slam results. I promise I'm not. It's just me, Mike. I just like to plug your shows, but I'm not sure I, I want to keep contending to do that because, like I said, every time I had to call these people one time and pretty much do a quasi interview just to find out results to a fucking show. Um, Layback gang, if I ask, man, just, just send me the results. I'm trying to help and plug your show, you know, and, and they're nice after we, you know, do the 20 questions. So I don't want to say that they're rude to me because they weren't rude. I mean, after the 20 questions, they're pretty nice. But I mean, who, who wants to do 20 questions? I'm just trying to get a show results. Um, and also, uh, you know, Blood Brothers announced their June show. Uh, King Thy Kingdom Come, the rejects are going to be on that. So, uh, yeah, that's something that's coming up. we got Hardcore Kingdom coming up. You know, uh, 12 competitors are in that. Two additional matches, uh, Stockade and Raver, and uh, Marcus Crane, 13, and Alice Cologne, which I'm sure is going to be a crazy match. So, you know, we're kind of getting in deathmatch season. Uh, things, are coming, uh, things are coming out. Uh, Michael Kruger will also be on the uh, Blood Brothers show. So, 
that's something for everyone to check out. And then we obviously got the big GCW show coming up this weekend. What do you like, Kasai or Clone? Steven? Whoops, I was I was muted, sorry. Um, That's Kasai, no problem. No, Kasai all day, man. I mean, oh, I think we might have just lost the stream. Nope, we're good. Never mind. Um, I mean, here's the thing about it. Like, I don't know who's, you know, Steve Austin one time, he was on a podcast, and it, he was talking about it was like a house show or something, and he looked at the sheet, and it was him versus, you know, it was... It was him in a match that was going to go like 18 minutes and it was going to be a referee distraction and all of this shit. And he goes, well, damn, Vince, I think that people want to see a five-minute match and they want to see Stone Cold hit some stunners and drink some beers. People aren't coming to see Kasai lose. That's all. They want to see him hit that splash. They want to see him rip some light tubes across his chest. They want to see the crazy monkey win. So, come on, man. How, how about, okay, how about Slack and Gage? Now that... I don't, you know, okay, that's worth talking about. Um, I think Schlack should win for a lot of reasons. I don't, you know, um, like, I know that GCW, they see Gage as, like, John Cena. It's their John Cena, their Steve Austin, their whatever. I get that. But we've talked about it before. He's held the title for over a year now. It's been, it's been 14, 15 months or something. And, you know, I'm not saying that they haven't done it, done anything with it, but, you know, when Tremont had it, he was wrestling the GCW regular crew. He was, he was wrestling Supreme. He was wrestling the Deathmatch Legends. He was wrestling in heavy deathmatches. And Gage has been wrestling, like, Jack Evans and a lot of those kind of guys, Rich Swan, And, um, you know, not a lot of deathmatches. I know Gage is hurt. He, he's got that match against Peter B. Beautiful coming up in, in Horror Slam in March. I'm trying to get my friend to go, but um, you know, I think that they've got submit your blood and semen now. Yeah, they've. And uh, they to, they meet you in a corner and they cover your head with a robe and they drive you to the show. They've um, you know, I'll be honest, man. I was gonna go to one of their, their shows back in the summer because I because I only lived thirty minutes outside of Detroit back in America, and they had a poster that didn't have the address. And I was emailing them to try to get the address, and they wouldn't tell me. So it's yeah, it's stupid. That blood, semen, urine, and a stool sample. Yeah. So. Not in that order. Oh well. So um, but and and, and, and like you know, and like people have said, Schlack's you know he's not young. He's not going to do this forever. He's 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 having fun. And even if Schlack only keeps it for three months, and then it migrates to somebody else on the roster. I think this is the time, man. And they're going to have a badass match. There's going to be glass and blood all over. And I think that the crowd wants Schlack. I really think that the crowd is ready for Schlack. I really do. Well, Engage doesn't need the title. He can main event every show and not be the champion. And people will be fine with that. He's going to get the same uh, the same pop regardless. The belt, he doesn't need it. He, he's above it. You know what I mean? Doesn't need the title. Other guys, it might be a big building... Uh, you know, a big building for for them, but Gage doesn't need the title. He's Nick fucking Gage. Absolutely. Now, I do want to say one thing. I know that. Um, now, real quick, Mike. Do you know is is Schlack announced for that show in L.A.? Do you know? Oh yeah, I just said he's uh, actually he's against BC Killer.
You still there? I'm sorry, I keep on muting my mic. I mean the GCW show in LA. Uh, no, not yet, I don't believe. Let me double check. Okay, because I do want to say one thing, man, and you know, just being really honest, um, I know, and we all know this, some promoters don't want Schlack coming to their territory, and we all know why, and we all know it's stupid, but it's the fact of the matter. Like that, So that is just one of the things that needs to be thought about when you do these types of things. But like I said... I, I, some buildings canceled on Nick Gage that didn't hold up GCW. They still found a way. Yeah. I mean, a building canceled on him because he's a felon. So, I mean, they're outlaws, man. They can't deal with it, then they shouldn't put the show up. If they don't, if they don't want Slack, then I say, fuck them, don't go to their building. He's part of GCW. They don't want Gage? Fuck them. Don't go to the building. I mean, it's a professional wrestling show. When we had this long talk about this last time, it's the most ridiculous thing we've ever heard. Is everyone in that building not a felon? Do they do a background check when you come in? Is their whole crew not felons? I mean, they're, they're a place that has a bunch of bands perform. You want to bet there's probably a felon amongst all those bands? I would say yeah. yeah. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, but, you know, we aren't going to change the world, so whatever. Well, we're gonna try, damn it. We're gonna we're gonna start right here in a small podcast. We're gonna change the world. I'm a very big bug. proponent of don't fight battles that you won't win. That's that's kind of my rule of, of life. But oh well. Oh, GCW did win. They found another building. They had an outstanding show and fucked the Avalon. They lost business. GCW did win. I didn't. I just threw the fuck out of them too. Yeah. That's just me. That's all right. Um, so let me see. Is there anything else? I'm trying to think. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's all I got going on. And then, um, you know, I thought we could talk about uh, my little thoughts on CZW 20 years, if anybody wants to hear them. Sure. All right. I don't see anything about Slack yet for L.A., so. Yeah, see, I'm curious about that. I'm really curious how that's going to wind up. I mean, look, it's not about him being a felon. Look, there's a percent. When you Google Slack, we all know what comes up. And in 2019, as shitty as it is, that like you have you'll have non wrestling fans who have never seen a match in their entire life outside of the venue, and that sucks. But whatever. sometimes they're good advertisement. At Slayer, I've been to endless Slayer shows. Um, I went to the Aggressive Music Festival. There was 200 religious people outside there. Uh, place sold out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're the best advertisement you can get. A bunch of Bible thumpers out there thumping their Bibles. Well, um, this is the know. opposite of and Bible thumpers. These are Bible burners. Well, Bible burners. Bible burners? Who burn? Who's outside their show? Uh, just this, just like far left motherfuckers, you know. Yeah. Well, like I said, and, and, I, and I believe in everyone's right to practice whatever you want to practice. Any sort of religion or beliefs. But, I mean, when you try to pump them on... People, I recall going to uh, going to a show once. This is a quick story. You know, I went to a show once, and it was a uh, Ozfest. It was your Slayer was there, and it was in Lowell, Massachusetts. So we were out there in line, and these people were. There's about a group of 50 people, and they're from a religious group, and that's fine. And they were, you know, out handing out things and telling us how we're gonna burn in hell. And this one lady was on a megaphone and screaming at us. And I asked the lady, I said, I just have a quick question for you. She's like, oh, okay, answer any question. We're not for you. I said, how often has Slayer um, been outside your church on Sunday protesting? What do you mean? I said, how often do people protest outside your church? 
Well, then when that person said, well, okay, well, maybe, why are you here? If we're all heathens going to burn and let us, we, we don't need you to save us. It's just, uh, it's just silly things. Like, you get these ultra people like the Westboro Baptist assholes. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Yeah, but there's only 30 of them. I mean, that exactly, that's but... not the, like, but that's not the same what we're talking about. Like, we're talking about the complete other end of the spectrum. It's still protesters, but... I understand but... what... Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I understand. I'm just throwing out different scenarios. I understand we're yeah. not talking about the same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, there's always these people, but oh well. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Gage is going to keep it, or do you think Schlack will take it? I, I'm I'm hoping Schlack takes it. I, I don't know, though. I'm not 100% sure of that. Um, I'm kind of 50-50. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at some point, it would be nice to see a change. But going to WrestleMania weekend, they may want to keep it on Gage. That's a very good point because they will be going you know? into that market. Yeah. And, yeah. A lot of big shows. A lot of, And he's definitely a bigger name than Slack right now. I mean, I'm waiting for Gage to show up in, like, MLW or something or uh, Impact or, like, Ring of Honor to do, like, a – I mean – you know, he's obviously still being DCW, but uh, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like that show up in a place like that because he's got the fans. I mean, he was in when, when M- the one MLW show, him and uh, Brett were in a crowd. So I kind of thought, wondered at that point if that was going to lead to something, you know, to yeah. gauge on your TV. Because he's very over, indie-wise. I mean, very over. I wouldn't be surprised when I go out to L.A. to see him pop up on a pro wrestling girl show. He was at the he was at a bar wrestling show last time he was there. He's just wrestled in uh, you know Inspire in Texas. He's wrestled in Southern Underground. You know he's going all over AIW. Um, you know these aren't all deathmatch promotions. Nova he wrestles for all the time. He fuck he wrestles for Shakira. He's wrestled for Beyond. He's all over. Yeah. So so that that being said, maybe they keep the title on him because it's going to get you know a bigger press thing going through the. WrestleMania weekend, you know what I mean? But this is something that we've talked about a bunch where it's like, what is GCW's booking? You know, like, we've talked about this a bunch, and it's the one chink in the armor, which is like, what are they building towards? When you had Tremont with the belt, it was obvious that you that you were eventually building to Tremont versus Gage. But for the past year, what are, what are they building towards? Like, Gage has the, the title... He's facing Rich Swan and Jack Evans. He's facing Arquette. He's facing Chris Dickinson. Chris Dickinson. You know these aren't even GCC. You know, like they aren't even the main fucking ro- roster wrestlers. You had the one, the one match sure. against Crane, but sure. that's it, really. You know. Yeah, it was a very different. It's like two promotions. You know, you have your deathmatch shows and you have your. Throw in whoever kind of shows, so it's kind of showing in GCW, you know, it's trying to reach different markets and trying to do different things. Um, I enjoy that whole period, you know, and like I said, people will talk about that. Um, amazing shows, uh, crazy deathmatch stuff, but that's not where we are anymore, you know. And obviously, they may not be able to find a building to suit them to do that. Yeah. So they have to evolve, you know, and they are evolving, you know, and Which I think it's great. cool that they're getting bigger. Absolutely, without a doubt. But, but like I said, I'm, I'm personally, I'm just like, and look, hey, Gage has had, like, I can name three three awesome Gage matches right now against Dickinson, against Crane, blah, blah, blah. But I do just want to see, I'm like, look, you've got a title for a reason. 
you know, it's been it's it's been a year. Schlack's not getting younger, man. Give that guy that push to just be like, look, man, this fucking psycho with tat with tats on her on on dude's face is our fucking champion. You know, especially with them, they're going in, they're going in into that show in Philly and like a punk dive bar, dude. That's got Schlack right. written all over it. You know, sure, absolutely. So, so we'll see. Um. Well, I'll tell you what, we're at a little over an hour now, and everyone's been telling me that they're really loving the hour-long shows, so do you want to go into CZW, or you want to wrap it up here and we can save that for another day? Oh, we can wrap it up. Yeah, I think so, too. So, okay, um, thanks for, for joining us. Sorry if the show was a little off the wall. We didn't prepare for it very well. I, I just had this idea to do this live stream, and I've got this surgery, so I wanted to fit in the show real quick, and I'm coming off the vacation, and blah, blah, blah. So, sorry if this was, you know, it wasn't the best show, show ever, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, Mike, um, you got any last-minute plugs you want to throw in there? Uh, no, no, I hit everybody up earlier. Um, always great talking to everyone. Uh, support Deathmatch Wrestling. Yeah. Cool. And yeah, and we're going to do this again. We're going to do it in the in the U.S. in the evening times. The next one, hopefully we'll do it in like three days. And hopefully we'll be able to include more guys in the chat. But thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. I'll chase the world out to the sky I'll take me to the time of my days I don't feel the need to stay